Good morning, everybody. It's your boy, DeVille D.I., and this is Thoughts by DeVille D.I., the podcast. Hope everybody's having a great morning so far. Man, have you ever been uh, uh, backed up? You know what I mean? You got the BGs, you got the bubble guts that's about to go down, and you, you know, went and blowed up the bathroom. Well, <laughs> allegedly... A young man has been arrested for making threats. Now, apparently he said something to the nature of he was going to blow it up or he's going to blow this bathroom up or something like that. And at a restaurant, he was at a restaurant. And one of the, uh, I'm not sure if it was a worker there, if it was a customer, but someone called the police and said that he is making threats to blow up the restaurant. Now, this young man is saying that he, that uh, his words was taken out of context. And what he was referring to when he said he was going to blow it up was he was going to blow up the bathroom. Now, I guess you got to be careful what you say out here in these streets. Because I know the only thing that I have ever announced that I was going to blow up was the bathroom. Now, let's say, for instance, let's play devil, devil's advocate. And let's say, for instance, this man did make a threat to blow something up. Now, do you think it's a valid threat for a black man in America to say he's going to blow something up? Look, have you ever seen a black man light a firecracker? Have you ever seen a black person, period, light a firecracker? You see how scared black people are of fireworks and firecrackers. You think we're I'm really gonna try to blow something up? I highly doubt that. Even if he did say it, I wouldn't have took him seriously. We might threaten to uh, burn some shit down or something like that. We if he had they had to say that he said he was gonna air the place out or something of that nature, I'd be a hundred percent be like, yeah, whatever he did that. <laughs> But to actually say he was going to blow something up and somebody to actually feel threatened, I think that's pretty far-fetched. Now, people will say, you know, in the time that we're living in, you have all threats must be taken seriously. But at the same time, people, we do have to put things in the context. Now, I don't get it, but either way, that's neither here nor there now. Oh, yesterday I was talking about your boy six nine Takashi six nine and actually trying to uh, attempting to give him a little bit of props, man, for uh, his Breakfast Club interview, and he seemed to be in some ways, in some certain ways, maturing a little bit, and then turn around today he was arrested. Him and his former manager Treyway were arrested by the FBI in a joint venture between the FBI, the ATF, and the New York uh, Police Department for allegedly for racketeering, conspiring to commit murders, uh, several robberies, uh, what else did they say, discharging firearms during, during robberies, and they say this is like uh, a possible 25 to life sentence man and see the thing about the feds when the feds come for you they hit you with charges that are hard for you to disprove and easy for them to prove them to prove because racketeering if you just look up the definition of racketeering it is like illegal 
business practices or something like that and they'll hit you with something like that or something like conspiracy or tax evasion like you can be convicted on a conspiracy for simply having a conversation with some uh, someone about committing a crime you don't even have to necessarily follow through or get to the point where you commit the crime just having a conversation about committing that crime is enough if there's like reasonable probability that you had the resources and the intent to uh, follow through with that so it's pretty serious and then with him being still on probation you know he's gonna be violated immediately for this arrest I would say and you know it's not looking too good for him so but let's get into the speculation part of it now he was saying that he fired his whole team for allegedly um stealing money from him and things like that he said they were doing things like the event would book him for the promoters would book him for 3.6 million and the people who would be handling the signing of the contracts and so on and so forth would tell him that they was he was booked for 600,000 you know and he even said that they uh gave some information to someone and told him if he doesn't do the show this is where his family lives so you know go do something to his family if he doesn't do the show and things like that so that's the reason why he is stating that he separated ties from these people now just a shot in the dark if these people were doing things like this to him and he found out and separated himself from them I'm thinking maybe there's a possibility that they may have been into these type of activities and he's just called, uh, getting caught up one by association and two because he's the the star out of the group he's the main name in the group because you know a lot of times people the these these agencies will throw you in the midst of something especially when you're the one out of the bunch with the most to lose to try to dig for information for you because like i said it's so easy when the feds come for you is to hit you with a charge they'll hit you with a charge that covers such a wide band of things that it's pretty easy for them to get a conviction on you, you know, for something simple. Like I said, even having a conversation. So they put that pressure on you to get you to, to see what information they can get out of you to be able to convict the people who act, who they're actually after. And I wonder if that's this type of situation. Or maybe shit just got too hot and the heat was on and he recognized it and tried to separate himself from it but did it too late i don't know man but this is a real janky situation not janky in the sense of like i don't believe it but just janky in the in the sense of like damn man i don't wish jail on my worst enemy i'll tell you that right now now if you did whatever you did and you got caught yes you do deserve to go and you know, you have to pay your debt to the society, quote unquote, and all that. I'm not saying that people who commit crimes should necessarily just get a free pass or whatever. But I'm just saying that jail is a place that pff, I wouldn't wish that shit on nobody. But if you do your crime, 
you gotta do your time so it'll be interesting to see how this unfold he was supposed to see a judge uh last night i haven't been able to find any information to gather any information on how you know that played out for him but if i do i will be sure to let you guys know on a lighter note man a friend of mine yesterday lost his wedding ring and he was freaking the hell out he was like man I'm going to get accused of doing something and I didn't even do nothing. And I'm like, wow. And it just made me think, and think, why do people put such a heavy emphasis on this piece of metal that we call a wedding ring or a wedding band? And why do women make such an emphasis about us wearing those things? Because if you think about it they may not know but if you if you really think about it a, a wedding ring doesn't propel is that right propel propel it doesn't chase off a lot of women there are a lot of women out there who see that wedding ring and what they see is stability they see somebody who was a man that had his stuff together enough to where someone actually uh married him and you know they're down for that then you have a lot of women out there who are you know they're open to that type of situation especially you take a city like here a city like Atlanta where uh, men women outnumber men I think like 12 to 1, 12 to 4 or something like that I know it's more women here than it's men and I've actually heard women say from my own ears i've actually heard women say that sometimes having a piece of a man is uh better than having no man at all so there are definitely women out here who are down for that whole situation that whole hit it and quit it and move on and be gone type situation but yeah either or <laughs> better him than me but y'all didn't come in for that y'all came here for some morning discipline and I'm going to give it to you man look this is something that people have to take into consideration as we're moving through this world through this corporate world and workforce it's not always about uh, jumping from A to C or even necessarily A to B let's not go too far and say C A to B I know people that have some opportunities come in front of them, but they'll ignore them because it's not what they want to do. In my opinion, we have to stop doing that. We have to stop ignoring, you know, um, beneficial situations because it's not what we want to do. A lot of times we'll go and we'll get these degrees and we'll get these certifications and we don't want to do anything but that and we ignore everything else that comes our way waiting for our child to do that one thing in our field that we want to do and that's not the best idea if you ask me if you come along let's say you're if you if you're flipping burgers for a living and you've got this degree doing whatever some managing marketing degree and 
opportunity comes along for you to, let's say, whatever, I don't know, manage a, a freaking bodega, but that's not your goal. What your goal is to be working at some Fortune 500 company wearing a three-piece suit and uh, brogued uh, wingtip boots to work every day. So you're going to pass over that opportunity to be able to provide better for your family, make more money, get some work experience because it's not your end goal. Listen, when we're running this race of life, there's a lot of space between the starting line and the finish line. A lot of people only see the starting line and the finish line, but there's a lot of space in between. There's a lot of space to cover between that beginning and that end. What I'm trying to tell you is there's a lot of room from growth from where you are to where you're trying to be. So don't get so stuck on looking at the finish line that you forget that there's a lot of uh, a space to run in between. Let's say you're running 100 meter hurdles and you're so focused on the finish line you forget that there's damn hurdles in between there and the finish line. How do you think you're going to finish? You get what I'm saying? Don't forget that part. There's a lot of space in between. There's a lot of room for you to make some moves and do a little of this and a little of that. No, it's not your end goal, but you're building that resume. You're building up experience and you're earning money all at the same time so you mean to tell me you think it's a better idea to stay there flipping burgers asking people do they want cheese with that instead of going and managing this bodega even though it's not the fortune 500 company you want to work for and you're just gonna wait and sit around and wait for your opportunity to uh wear this three-piece suit but you know what's gonna happen once you do finally get that opportunity to wear that three-piece suit they're going to ask you, what kind of experience do you have managing anything? Damn, son, and you blew it. You didn't bust a move when you should have bust a move. Now, that's all I'm going to say on that. And you can take this and do whatever you want to with it. But, hey, in the meantime, flip you some eggs, throw your little cheese on there. Get you some toast and get something in your stomach because you're going to need a lot of energy because you're going to be out there getting shit done today. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now go and have a amazing day. Thank each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to Thoughts by the Ville. D.I. I'll see y'all again tomorrow. I'm out of here. Peace.